the narrow road But I've been with you all along This race that you're running Was not given to the strong I know sometimes you're worried And faith is hard to find You feel you never reach the finish line Hey, Larry here, Axe 29 today, coming to you from Sunny World Headquarters Somewhere in the world I want to welcome all my listeners in the world and around the world to this edition. This edition is an underground edition. We will not bow down. Hey, welcome. Welcome to this edition, where you didn't have to wait five minutes, (laughs) or even two minutes, because we're, we're starting right now. So I want to welcome you, uh, this is the, uh, Two thousand twenty-two. Yeah, it's a new year, right? A completely new year. And uh, so it's a <clears throat> a new year, a new day, a new uh, a new adventure in the Lord. So this year, we have uh, transitioned into uh, uh, what I call the underground because uh, of things in the world and the way things are going on in the world. We are uh, having to go into the underground church and... uh, you know, that's okay. Not a bad thing. Uh, people will grow much faster when they operate uh, in the underground church. And that's the way it's always been. The church grows the fastest and the strongest in persecution. Not, not having your best life now. That scenario of your best life now brings... No growth, no power, nothing but mostly selfishness. So I got a lot to cover today, and uh, so it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting one, I think. So let's, uh, let's take off. We're cleared for takeoff. And I want to start just by talking about some things in the natural because, you know, I'm, this year I'm going to add a little more of the natural in to the podcast so that 
<clears throat> we can understand, you know, where we're at in the natural and how that's affecting the supernatural. So in my lifetime, you know, I was born in 49. And uh, I also have my 50th spiritual birthday coming up here in a few days on September or uh, January 18th of this month, I have a 50th spiritual birthday. I was born the second time in uh, January of 1972, and now it's January 2022. That's 50 years have gone by. Amazing. So, uh, you know, there were some things that, that really changed the world in my lifetime. And uh, so I'm going to cover those real quick. And there was one big event that started in September 1939 and went to uh, 45, and that was World War II. And that changed a lot of things in the world and I was of course very young at that time so I I had no idea really what was going on and then of course before that you had World War One July 1914 to November 1918 which also changed a lot of things in the world but I wasn't here for that either and then the first one that I was here for <clears throat> that really changed things excuse my throat, there's smoky season is is here and I'm smelling smoke already. But we had the Vietnam War uh, from November 55 to April 75 and I was in the middle of that because 67 I graduated from high school. They were, they were uh, drafting everyone straight into the army to go to Vietnam. And through a series of miraculous events, I survived that time. So another thing, of course, in my lifetime was 9-11. And when 9-11 happened, I knew somehow that the world was never going to be the same again. I knew that. And one day I was looking at a Time magazine, reading about the 9-11 event, and there was a full-page ad there by somebody in color. And it said, uh, you know, it had all the religion symbols across the page. And then it said, uh, the Pope, Ganesh, Buddha, God, Muhammad, Allah, bless America. And... I looked at that page and I read, I was looking at it and reading this stuff and I, you know, it was like a shiver went through my body because I knew that something had happened and, and the world would never ever be the same again. And I didn't realize it then, but that event, 9-11 was the setup for global security worldwide that set up the global security state worldwide because 
every airport in the world changed and you had to go through all this stuff. And that was the setup for the security state in the whole world. And now 19 years later, we have another event, <clears throat> the CV-19 event. And I knew right away that, you know, the world was never going to be the same again after this either. And now, of course, we've come to realize that the planned demonic or plandemic has really opened up the door and brought in more changes than the, the ruling elite of the world could have ever dreamed of. And so then this was the setup for the global surveillance state worldwide. Now they've got surveillance and tracking and cameras on every corner and, you know, and taking your temperature and on and on and on it goes. And now they're, they're really talking and have actually done war games on a cyber plandemic. And so that could very well be the next thing out of the hat. Uh, is a cyber pandemic, you know, because of hackers and this and that and getting into banks and all this stuff and stealing and shutting things down. So uh, kind of prepare yourself for a cyber pandemic. And that'll create a global currency state worldwide. That, that will be what they will use to bring in a global currency. So what has happened is we have a global crisis on our hands. And a global crisis has to have a global response. It's no longer just something in a country or a region anymore that affects some small place. Now it's a global crisis. It has to have a global response. And that, my friends, justifies a global governance. That's what brings in a global governance. <clears throat> now, it's interesting, this word crisis. And, uh, of course, when the whole world's in a crisis, that's a perfect opportunity, too, for, you know, a strong leader to come in to fix everything in the world, right? But the word crisis is kind of interesting, and so I'll just digress here for a moment. The word crisis comes from ancient Greek words, krino and, and crisis with a K, meaning to decide and meaning turning point. So think of any crisis as a moment in which you decide to take a different direction. The noun means like the turning point in a disease when uh, you come to a place where the disease could get better or it's going to get worse. 
So it's a critical moment. So we have a world that's going to have to decide. We have a world that's facing a turning point. It's going to get better or it's going to get worse. So the Chinese have a an interesting uh, lesson in in the word crisis because they use characters for their for their words. <clears throat> and in the Chinese word characters for crisis, one character is danger and the other is opportunity. And so the inference is that in every crisis experience, both of these elements are, are there. So a crisis is basically a dangerous situation presenting an opportunity. And if you just focus on the danger, you can quickly become, you know, paralyzed by fear. But if we focus on the opportunity, it enables us to, you know, really fly higher with, with wings of faith. And so it, it, it's us each individually that has to choose which one of these two that we'll focus on. So that's just a few interesting things about this word crisis, and they keep talking about global crisis. <clears throat> a global danger, but also an opportunity. And of course, you see the rich people, they've taken the opportunity of a global crisis to make more money than they've ever made. And so <laughs> you got one side and then you got the other side. But where we're headed here is that media becomes one of the most important players in this global governance. You call it the new world order, or the new new world order, or whatever. You know, where we're headed is global government and eventually a global brain and AI and, you know, all this stuff will make the decisions and, you know, it'll, it'll go all the way to the man of perdition and all that, uh, Revelation 13 and 14. But one thing I want you to see is that media is one of the very most important players in global governance. It's the programming part of the control and manipulation process. So every lamestream news channel you will find is saying the same talking points at the same exact time. You know, you got one channel and, oh, the CDC says there's a tsunami of CV cases on the way. And then on the next channel, uh, welcome to the news today. Uh, the CDC says there's a tsunami of COVID cases on the way. And then the next channel, oh, Biden is speaking at the White House. Well, my friends, uh, CDC, CSD, COC, uh, uh, well, you know what I mean. 
says that, that, that there's a, a Montami uh, Matumi uh, uh, of CV, uh, it's, uh, it's coming. And then the screen goes dark and the words appear, sorry, please stay tuned. Your, your programming will continue shortly. Your programming. Who's being programmed? You are. Because you're watching and listening to this stuff. Your programming. How does it come? It comes through a tell-a-vision. A tell-a-vision. Somebody's telling you a vision. Whose vision are they telling you? Their vision. Not God's vision. Their vision. Through television. Tell a vision. Or the World Wide Web. Kind of sounds a little different these days, doesn't it? The World Wide Web. What's a web do? Or it comes through the internet. The internet. What's a net do? Catches things. So <clears throat> we got this. Klaus Schwab guy from the World Economic Forum now, and he said a new and improved world can emerge from the pandemic if nations act jointly and quickly. In uh, somebody's chronicle of a death foretold, it's a book, an entire village sees foresees a looming catastrophe and yet none of the villagers seem able or willing to act to prevent it until it's too late. To avoid such a fate, Schwab says, without delay, we need, we need to set in motion. We need. I don't know what he's got in his back pocket, but I am not in his we. We need. He's assuming that everybody in the world is on board with his we. We need to set in motion the Great Reset. Okay, that's the big word, the Great Reset, which, of course, will be their great regret in the end. And this, he said, is not a nice-to-have, but an absolute necessity. Amazing. And then the Pope himself, back in January of 14, from the Vatican, sent a letter, and this is the last paragraph of the letter. Said, Dear Mr. Chairman and friends, I hope that you may see in these brief words as a sign of my pastoral concern and constructive contribution to help your activities to be ever more noble and fruitful. Okay, we're talking about the beast system here. And the Pope is giving his pastoral concern to help their activities to be ever more noble and fruitful. I renew my best wishes for a successful meeting as I invoke a divine blessing on you. Wow. Who died and made him God? And the participants of the forum as well as on your families and all your work. They're working on the beast system. And he's saying, bless you from the Vatican. 
So the new world order boys, this is what this is what they think about us as believers. To blindly hold on to a belief system is to paralyze growth and stop such new ideas and the growth that it would bring. <clears throat> so our holding on to a belief system is paralyzing their growth. And we exist only as a barrier to social and personal growth and present a closed worldview. This finite understanding that they acknowledge is simply not possible in an emergent universe. Okay, I'm going to break this down a little bit. This finite, finite means limited in its nature or understanding. That they, they're talking about religions, or in our case, believers, acknowledge is simply not possible in an emergent Emergent means something new that is coming into being. So if you read the definitions, it says this, this limited in its nature and understanding. These believers, what they acknowledge is simply not possible in a something new that is coming into being universe. So... What they're saying, friends, is that we are not going to be possible in their new emergent universe. In conclusion, they said that it is you that are everything because you have the weapons of mass creation meaning that you have the ability to create a better and higher life experience than what is now considered the norm. You are everything. <clears throat> you are everything. Well, what I've observed over the last 50 years is that most of the big names of the so-called evangelical church today have become totally irrelevant. And because of that, I stopped listening to these people like 25 years ago because it all began to sound like a noisy gong and a clanging cymbal. The last day's remnant saints are the real meal deal because all the glitz and glamour, materialism, big screen, skinny jean, $1,000 sneaker stuff is going to be long gone. Okay, that stuff's... That's the, it's it's really already over, but it's like a car. It's ran out of gas. It's still coasting to a stop. But all that's coming to a stop because it's not God's plan in the first place. Okay, and I don't have time to go into all that here. So very soon we will find out who is our father. Is it the devil, as Jesus told some of the religious leaders of his day? Or is it God? If we've been born a second time by the Spirit and everlasting Word of God, then God Almighty is our Father. But if we've only been born one time by a physical earthly father, then because we were all born into sin, the devil remains our Father. Thank God we can be born a second time by the Spirit of God without the sin virus. The Antichrist spirit has already entered into the temple and taken his seat on the throne and proclaimed himself to be God. What? What are you talking about, Larry? 
The Antichrist spider has already entered into the temple and taken his seat on the throne and proclaimed himself to be God. We are the temple of God, folks. I have no interest at all whether or not there is ever a third temple built in the city that the Romans built on top of the destroyed city of the old Jerusalem. That is a type of Hagar, Mount Sinai, Ishmael, and so on. I'm looking for the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. Something interesting in Galatians 4, 23. But whereas the child of the slave woman was born according to the flesh and had an ordinary birth, the son of the free woman was born in fulfillment of the promise. Now all this is an allegory. These two women represent two covenants. One covenant originated from Mount Sinai where the law was given and bears children destined for slavery. This is Hagar. Now Hagar stands Hagar is and stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia, and she corresponds to and belongs in the same category with the present Jerusalem, for she is in bondage together with her children. But the Jerusalem above, the Messianic kingdom of Christ, the new Jerusalem, is free, and she is our mother. So, brethren, we who are born a second time born again, are not children of a slave woman, the natural, but of the free, the supernatural. Amazing, amazing stuff. We, our bodies, are the temple of God, and either God is on the throne of our lives through a second supernatural birth, or Satan, the Antichrist spirit, is on the throne proclaiming, proclaiming himself to be God. And the throne only has room for one out of the two to be seated. The mark is coming soon, and only those whose names have been written in the Book of Life will not ever take that mark. They will not love their lives unto the death. You see, people today are they're storing up everything. Why are they doing that? because they're trying to save their lives. They're trying to save their lives. Jesus said, if you save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life for my sake, you'll save it. So I, I just haven't gone that direction because I'm not worried about dying and leaving this planet. I'm not trying to save my life here. Where we spend eternity will depend on who <clears throat> is our real Father. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger. And having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. Remember crisis? I told you the definitions of crisis. Having done all the crisis demands. Crisis is going to demand some things of us. But we're going to stand firmly in our place. Do not therefore fling away your fearless confidence. Hebrews 10, 35, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. For you have need of steadfastness, patience, and endurance. 
Those are the three things that are going to help us to the end. So that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God. What's the will of God? The Word of God. His will is His Word. And thus receive and carry away and enjoy to the full what is promised. For still a little while, a very little while, and the coming one will come and he will not delay. <clears throat> but the just shall live by faith. And if he draws back and shrinks in fear... My soul has no delight or pleasure in him. But our way is not that of those who draw back to eternal misery and perdition and are utterly destroyed. But we are of those who believe, who cleave to and trust in and rely on God through Jesus Christ the Messiah. And by faith, preserve the soul. We will not bow down. So for Larry, with Acts 29 today, we will not bow down. God bless. See you later.